Welcome into the Husker 24-7 post-game pod. I am Mike Schaefer, joined by Brian Christopherson, Michael Brunts here on Saturday. We are all displaced throughout Lincoln. We did not make the trip to Columbus, but we have many thoughts on the Huskers' season opening loss, 52-17 to Ohio State, a, uh, a game that kind of played out in a lot of ways how we expected. Nebraska didn't cover uh, and probably should have put up more than 17 points with, with a couple of costly turnovers and an opportunity down there in the red zone that resulted in a field goal. But in a lot of ways, I do feel like the team we thought we were going to see was largely out on the field. Do you agree with that assessment, Brian? I'll never say this again after today, I promise. But if a 15 15- if a 52 to 17 loss could be encouraging, I, I actually uh, was encouraged by Nebraska's progress. And I know how that sounds when attached to that score. Uh, but I felt, I felt like they, they moved the ball very effectively. They averaged 6.7 yards per play. Ohio State averaged 7.2 yards per play. They ran for 217 yards. They didn't get Dedrick Mills really going. But they, uh, they were consistent uh, up front for the most part, except for one terrible, costly series at the end of the first half. I, I just walked away from that game sort of thinking, Ohio State's as good as I think they are at skill spots. Nebraska doesn't have those guys yet. But where I was encouraged was in the trenches with run defense and run offense, where it was basically a standstill with Ohio State. And that makes me feel better about this team now as you – put this game behind you and you play teams uh, that are maybe more your weight class. What'd you think Bruns? Yeah, I think, you know, offensively, I think Nebraska, you know, acquitted themselves pretty well. I mean, I, I think they, they had some, some wrinkles with, with Luke McCaffrey that, that I think are going to be tough for opposing defenses to uh, handle all year. Um, you know, I, I, like Brian said, that they, you know, average almost seven yards per play. Um, you can win a lot of games doing that. Uh, I, I think the lines, um, I, I thought they played better um, than they have at any point against Ohio State. I was pretty impressed with the way the defensive line held up um, in, in the run game, even though they did give up 222 on the ground. So, you know, the, the, there's obviously some, some question marks that we can get into that I think are legitimate concerns going forward, but I, I, I agree. I mean, I think 52 to seven, you, you see that scrolling across the, the, the you scroll. Them, you're shorting them 10 points there, bro. So it's 52, 17, 52, 17, excuse me. Um, you see that scrolling and you think, man, that, that wasn't much of a game, but I mean, Nebraska until they really started blowing toes off late in the second quarter was really, uh, I think playing pretty good football. Yeah, it felt like uh, basically the end of the game, like the last, maybe the last six, seven minutes there, and then the end of the first half, were sort of where Nebraska let itself get completely outclassed by Ohio State. But in between there, they were largely sort of hanging around for the most part. And and the, the difference between these two teams is pretty obvious. Nebraska doesn't have Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson or uh, Jackson Smith, Najigba. I mean, they, they don't have guys like that. And they had to manufacture their offense in a different way. And that led to 
what was surprising to me, but Reggie Bush felt like was utterly predictable. Luke McCaffrey had 15 touches on a day in which he was not the starting quarterback. And yes, he played two series at the very end, uh, you know, getting him some experience and it matters. And I'm really glad they did that. And we'll get to that in a little bit about him and some other guys, but he caught a pass. They lined him up in the backfield on like the fourth play of the game. And he hit on a 47 yard stretch uh, or misdirection, I should say uh, to the left side that had a great kick out block from Austin Allen that had two different guys moved out of the way. And I just felt like Nebraska was able to do some things offensively against a team that's just a bad matchup for them in a lot of ways with how limited they are at receiver. They're going to have to get better with receivers going forward with that passing game. But the damage they were able to do with only really being able to run the ball and a lot of it being predominantly quarterback run game should make people feel better about these upcoming matchups. Yeah, um... And, uh, and the defense uh, against the run was, was actually way better than I thought. The pass defense was another matter. I didn't think they got a lot of pressure, um, and that leaves your DBs in a bad spot. The DBs, I think, were giving a lot of space, knowing that you're going against probably the best receiving core in the country. And uh, Justin Fields just picked them apart. It was a complete mismatch there. Um, and, uh, you know, honestly, we thought the secondary is probably the strength of that unit going into the season and I I thought they had kind of a tough day at the office uh going against a really talented group obviously and we'll get we can get into this more but now you're going to be without Deontay Williams and uh Cam Taylor Britt probably for the first half next week unless there's some appeal there uh but so uh it was a costly uh game from that that standpoint uh but let's see I get Ohio State ended up with 222 rushing yards which surprises me uh, but they had about they had 368 last year, and so that was one thing I was encouraged about going into this game. I was like, "What's Nebraska's defensive line going to do?" And then we find out before the game they don't have Jordan Riley available, and I'm thinking this is going to be rough. And I thought those guys play really hard. It's not like they won all the time, but I thought like you could see the signs of Ty Robinson and Casey Rogers and and Daniels and Stilly. Those guys did some things that will they'll like when they watch it back too. The uh, Ohio State had 68 rushing yards in the fourth quarter. They, they had 154 yeah. going into the fourth uh, to 189 for Nebraska. I think, you know, I'll get to a couple areas of concern that I had, or maybe not concern, but things that I was surprised by. I was really surprised by the, the lack of, of Diedrich Mills uh, getting the ball. He didn't get his second carry until – early into the second quarter. Um, that was certainly not something that I would have uh, guessed going into the season. Um, you know, I, I think you, you need to find a way to get Wandale Robinson a little bit more involved. He was targeted six times uh, as a wide receiver. Um, you know, and kind of going hand in hand with that, in order to kind of soften things up underneath for Wandale, you, you need a deep threat. And Nebraska – didn't have that today. Um, you know, whether that's Omar Manning coming in, getting more Alante Brown, um, getting Marcus Fleming involved, somebody, um, it, it just didn't never, it never seemed like Ohio state was threatened deep, um, or, or really concerned about being beaten deep. And I think you saw them really kind of start to clamp down later in the game when they kind of figured out that there was really no reason uh, for concern there. And then, you know, the, the, the past defense, I think that is a concern because, you know, you're in a tough spot in that game where 
you, you have to scheme up pressure in order to, to try to rattle um, Justin Fields. You also don't want him sneaking out uh, and, and leaking out for those yards that just kill you as a defense. So it's really just a, a, a terrible spot to be in because you, you really can't take everything or even most of the things away. So uh, th- that group's got to be better. They've got to find a way to, to get off the field when they can. I mean, there was a couple situations where Ohio State converted third and long that were kind of back-breaking type um, opportunities for the defense. So lots of work to do there too. But, I mean, I, I think you can kind of start to see the framework a little bit of how Nebraska can have success. And for me, the biggest thing was I, I think the lines on both sides of the ball were better than what I was expecting them to be. I don't know if this is just like overthinking a first game or seeing what you want to see or just seeing what you've heard them talk about, but it did feel in some ways that Nebraska was a little bit more assertive uh, when they had the ball. And certainly it felt like this, just from a rushing perspective, felt very different than most of the games we saw from Adrian Martinez last year. Am I, am I overthinking that a little bit? Or I, I mean, that touchdown run he had was a really decisive, got outside the numbers. He went for a spot. He had some design runs where he definitely went for it. He had some throws or some design pass plays where he scrambled and he, he made his decision. I mean, there were still some moments in there where, especially at the end of the first half, and you'd like stuff to be a little bit better. But I thought that it was a better version of Adrian Martinez on the ground today. I agree. And I think if you think about – you know, we talked all offseason about Frost and Lubick getting together and how that would work and what type of plan they would come out with. And we, could, we can quibble about this guy didn't get it a few more times or that guy didn't get it a few more times. But the bottom line is they positioned themselves and they had the type of plan mapped out where they, they could have put 31, 35 points on the board in this game. And I know it's a lot of coulda, wouldas with this program, and that's where some people are frustrated. Uh, but this thing comes down to, you know, you drive twice into Ohio State's territory and you fumble twice with your quarterbacks. One of them gets returned 55 yards for a touchdown. You have another play, which is was a beautifully designed play, by the way, on the third and goal from the three. All the attention went to Wandale. Cade Warner's wide open. Martinez throws it like 100 miles an hour. It wasn't great on that end of it. And Warner probably could have caught it anyway. And so you give away a touchdown there. That's the stuff where I understand where people are frustrated because they feel like they've seen Nebraska get yards and move the ball before, but it's that lack of finishing touch. And the only thing I'd say to that, though, is let's, let's see what happens next week. You know, that, that I think Ohio State's a different animal than everybody else. I think that's going to be proven out. And let's see if they can uh, maybe clean up some of that mess against a team that is very good, but I don't think they're Ohio State good. Brunch, do you have any thoughts on uh, on the quarterback play just in general? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was was pretty good. I mean, it seemed like they, they worked to try to get the tight ends more involved, especially early on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think – I think you, what you need to see, though, again, is you need to see a little bit more of a, an intent to get deep with the uh, with the, the the passing game. And you've got Omar Manning now tweeting, "Monday can't come any quicker." Ready to prepare with my brothers. So maybe that's your answer right there to all your problems. But 
it's uh you know i i just think you need to to find a way to get more athleticism and and you know threats on the field uh that they can hurt teams with, with big plays i think nebraska was fine grinding things out today but you need kind of uh a little bit more quick strike ability to yeah, yeah home run it, hitter and i i said this i think on our podcast a couple of weeks back or at least you know uh, last week I don't think it's a great sign when your receivers coach and your offensive coordinator comes out and he's talking about the leadership skills of a former walk-on wide receiver when you're talking to wide receivers this year. I mean, they, it's more than just Omar Manning. They need Jamie Nance and Demarion Houston, who are scholarship guys. It, it, it's go time. Like, you watch the, the catch that uh, Smith Najigba made today, and that's a guy playing his first career game. And I understand he's a five-star wide receiver. But it, Nebraska needs these guys to show up. They need Marcus Fleming and Elante Brown to be on the field. They need to actually put them on the field to, to do that. I mean, you, you talk about Wyatt Luer in, in the offseason, and the only thing he did today that I noticed was he had a false start in a critical situation that set you back and you had to punt the ball. I, I just I don't understand how we're in the third year of this program and their wide receiver play is this bad to the point where Wandale Robinson had all of the catches and the only other wide receivers, I think Elante Brown had one and maybe someone else had another. It's just, it, it can't be this bad. And so uh, that has to get better. If Nebraska is going to win games this year, and I think they will. And I, I was happy for the most part of what I saw, but unquestionably to me, they have to get these other wide receivers involved and it can't just be, well, they're not good enough blocking on the edge. And, and look, I mean, that's an important part of this whole thing, too. But so is having the ability to actually throw downfield. And, and Nebraska didn't have that today. Different monster when you're playing Ohio State than some of these other Big Ten teams. But at the same time, you have to have it in your arsenal. Uh, or eventually, teams are just going to play on top of you. And you're going to see nine, nine, ten-man boxes. And you don't really have to, to worry about things a whole heck of a lot uh, in terms of, of going deep. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Let's – Let's shift over defensively. We talked about it a little bit. I thought Will Honus had a really nice game. Feldarius Payne uh, had a few nice plays, including coming down on a really important third down to help finish off a tackle that got a defensive stop for Nebraska early in the game. Uh, we talked the defensive line. Here's how it is for Nebraska football. Casey Rogers does everything right on a fourth down, gets his hand up, tips a pass, and yet yeah. it still goes perfectly to the receiver as if nothing happened. I mean, that's just – Nebraska football uh, in a nutshell, it seems, these last three years. But they continue to do little things like that, right? It's going to break for them eventually. It felt, like, it felt like that play in last year's Ohio State game where the, the ball fell right into the uh, defensive back's hands for interception, you know? It's just like uh, another, another play where they've got a, a horseshoe up there behind. Yeah. I, the defensive is – it's kind of tough to evaluate them because it's like two categories. I, 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 like I say, I really like the run defense. I like the defensive linemen for a lot of guys playing their first extensive action. And I thought the linebackers at times showed well. You know, JoJo Doman comes in on that third down and one and makes a big stop, and they end up having to kick a field goal. And at that point, you're thinking – I mean, that was sort of the game, that sequence there where it's 17-14, and I know I'm switching back to the offense a little bit, but if Nebraska goes down there and scores, you know, who knows what happens in the second half. Instead, you have, 
you take a delay of game, you know, before your first snap, and then they had three plays where they lose yardage. And Nebraska's defense couldn't get that stop then before the end of the half, uh, where I felt like, okay, this game is going to slip away now. Um, I liked a lot of the front seven, the guys who worked on the front seven better than I thought I would going into this game. I was actually encouraged by those guys. Uh, the defensive backs, I thought, had a tough start. I thought you could tell Deontay Williams was getting his legs under him in game action a little bit. Um, and now, you know, we're going to probably have to see some young guys next week because a couple guys are going to be out the first half because of targeting calls. I'll be really curious if the Big Ten does anything. Joel Klatt at the very end with his kind of plea uh, for, for those guys to be able to play. I didn't think, particularly the Deontay Williams, JoJo Doman, I don't recall getting like a great angle or, or feeling for the Cam Taylor Britt one, but I didn't think Deontay Williams, I, I don't know what you want him to do. He hit him square in the shoulder with his shoulder. I, that is what he's supposed to do as a defender. And he's going to miss a half of football for doing what he's asked to do. I just, I don't understand it. I didn't, I don't know if it's an emphasis uh, for the conference this year um, for, for more targeting calls, but to have three of them mm. all on one team in one game is a lot and I've, exceeded what I would have expected in a normal contest. I've come around on the targeting call that it's part of the game now and, you know, stuff that used to fly isn't going to. I understand that. And I understand Cam Taylor Britt's like, I got why he got ejected by the rule in this particular game. My beef with it is why are we doing this thing where if a guy clearly didn't do something malicious to try to hurt somebody, where we keep them out the next game for at least a half too? I, I just, that's where it loses me completely where it's just overkill. Were you guys uh, special teams? We haven't discussed that yet. That was obviously a big point of emphasis um, for Nebraska in the off season. They made, they made some kicks and uh seemed to punt okay. I mean, it, it was it was kind of a, a shoulder shrug, but that's a uh, that's an improvement from where we were last season. Yeah, I would say that quiet competence is a huge improvement for the basketball <laughs> special teams, and that's basically what it was today. And I think a shout-out has to go to the peanut butter sandwiches that came from the new uh, special teams analyst for his unit before they left to go to Ohio State, which is apparently a thing that he does, and uh, it – they're, they're doing well with the peanut butter sandwiches. So props to Jonathan Rutledge and, and his wife for doing so. Yeah, Pristup had a good game punting. Uh, he had the one where he pinned him inside the 10. And, uh, you know, I kind of wanted Nebraska to go for it on the fourth and goal on the three, given the score. But I guess if you want to look at it another way, you know, Colt gets a, basically an extra point make uh, as a field goal to get him on the board and, you know, even it's sort of like they say to get a shooter a layup and get him going. Maybe that's a that's the way to start it off at that spot. Here's a question for you guys. So to to kind of wrap it up a little bit, what is your like take like a ten thousand foot view of, of where this game kind of fits into the season? What do you guys make? Like, I guess it, is it panic time? Are you are you you know, quietly confident. I mean, how are you feeling about everything after uh, watching that game? I, I mean, I, I thought Ohio State was going to score a lot. I think they're going to score a lot against everybody almost every week. So 
this outcome, I didn't want to say it leading into the game because no one likes to hear it around here. It's a defeatist attitude, but I I had like a 1% chance in my head, if that, that Nebraska was going to win today going into this. I just didn't think they were, you know, I think Ohio State's one of three elite programs in the country right now. So I was looking for the stuff like in the trenches that we talked about previously as like, yeah, that, that looks better. They look like they can physically stand up in this league against teams that aren't Ohio State. And that's where I have optimism. So I'm more encouraged actually about them than I was, you know, at 10 o'clock this morning. But, uh, you know, they do have to finish, and that's where we see next week, which I think is going to be a four-quarter game. I know Wisconsin's good, but I think that's going to be a game. But Nebraska's got to get out of their own way and show that when they get to the 35-yard line, they won't fumble it or have a penalty or something stupid that costs them 10, 14 points over the course of a game. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what BC said there. I'm pretty excited to already just get to next Saturday. I think that that game against Wisconsin is going to be pretty good, and I want to see you know another another matchup for Nebraska against a team that, that looks like they're going to try to throw it a little bit more. And so I think the Wisconsin that we have seen in recent years, it didn't look like that against Illinois. Uh, they were moving the ball through the air. Nebraska's going to have to come up with something to combat that. I also think like for Nebraska fans that are a little blue right now, you didn't exactly get the best chance to show off what you were and you still look pretty good at times. And so I I think that this team matches up well with Wisconsin. I'm really excited to see what the offense can do. Uh, I'm curious to see how Nebraska adjusts now too, because Diedrich Mills only got 10 touches and Wondell Robinson only had six touches. And those aren't numbers that Nebraska probably wants. And I'm curious what they do to to change that going forward against a team like uh, Wisconsin, where those guys are going to have to be important for you. And then if they're able to open up anything else and, you know, we'll see if Omar Manning's tweet today matters next Friday. Yeah. I, I think the, the thing that gives me a little bit of uh, optimism is just the fact that the lines held up today. And I think that's been one area that Nebraska has really struggled with in the big 10 is, you know, how do you kind of go toe to toe with the Wisconsin, Iowa, uh, even Minnesota last year. And I think that this group on both sides of the ball has the potential to do that. I, th- I feel like, they have the ability to kind of get the skill stuff on offense under control and, and figure out some, some different balance type things for getting Wandale more involved, for getting Mills more involved, for, you know, maybe getting somebody on the, the offense that can give you a deep threat. Uh, you know, defense is, is certainly a, a concern, but um, I, I, in, in spite of what the final score was, I think there was enough that, that I saw in those first two quarters that, they've got something to build on at least. Isn't there a jolt too? I know we talked about Luke and we kind of expected he was going to be good, but there's the thought that I can come away with this thought that he can be special. Like he can be a special player for this program. Um, And he's just a redshirt freshman. I mean, that's exciting that a redshirt freshman is out there doing that sort of stuff. And sometimes you even have to take a couple steps back from it and realize like, man, he's really good. I'm not saying he's going to be his brother or anything, but he's he's he, I guarantee you Wisconsin is going to watch that film and be like this guy's a problem you know and that that's a young guy that you're already, you already have people saying that about that that to me uh, can't be underplayed. All right, guys, uh, let's let's go ahead and duck out. We'll let uh, we'll let people enjoy their Saturday nights and and they can do that by checking out our coverage at Husker twenty four seven. We'll have plenty more stuff tonight tomorrow. 
uh, to get them into another game week starting on Monday. We'll have three more podcasts next week, including the hype cast that will return with a new special guest. It'll be Nebraska's first home game of the season. And they always say the biggest jumps happen between weeks one to weeks two. What does that mean for Nebraska? I'll let you guys ponder that. We'll be back next week.